Welcome to Podcast Sound Advice, the place for up-to-date podcast tactics and trends. You'll find actionable strategies to help you grow your audience, expand your influence, and monetize your content. Join Phyllis and Kelvin for Podcast Sound Advice, starting now. Hi, it's Phyllis with Sound Advice, and I've got a great guest with me today. She's an entrepreneur and a podcast copywriter. She has infectious energy and a relentless work ethic and a true desire to help others. She's the CEO and lead writer of the Written Podcast Agency, and we've hired her and her team to help us provide episode copywriting for our clients. In addition to working with us here at the Sound Advice team, she's been writing for the five Impact Theory podcast shows that are hosted by Tom and Lisa Bilyeu. Their podcasts, if you don't know about them, they're incredibly popular, and their average listens have increased 193% over a six-month period. That's something we got to dive into. She's all about helping podcasts stand out from the crowd, and she does that by creating compelling and supporting content that values community first, download second. So people first, download second. We love that. That's definitely part of the sound advice strategy as well. So welcome Delia Peterson to the podcast. Thank you, Phyllis. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm glad to have you. Now, we've only been working together for a short time. We were introduced by a mutual friend that I've known for a number of years, and uh, we were able to connect fairly quickly and start doing some work together, which I really appreciate. But we took a couple of little shortcuts, so I don't know a lot about your personal story. So why don't we start there? Tell us a little bit about where you're based and how you got into writing in general. Give us a little background. Sure. Well, I'm a Philadelphia girl. Philly girl, for short. I have been born and raised in Philly my whole life. And I started off writing probably like at the age of like six, seven years old. I've been writing for as long as I can remember. Um, I've always loved writing. Writing was always my outlet. Until recent years, writing for me was always just my form of therapy, a way of expressing myself, a way of saying that I was angry. My parents took me to church when I was young and Somewhere in that message, I was told that you can talk to God however you got to talk to him. He knows everything. So I would write angry letters. I'd be like, God, my mom's making me so mad. She's your daughter. You do something with her. And I would just like go and rant. So yeah, I've always had a love for writing. I've actually hated English my whole life, (laughs) which is great being a professional writer. I never enjoyed English in high school or middle school or anything like that. I did meet a really, really cool teacher in college. And college is where I actually said, oh, okay, got introduced to research. And then I got introduced to, I just had that one teacher that made commas make sense. And I was like, she's magical. She's a unicorn. Like, I just thought we peppered them around. (laughs) But yeah, that's how I got into writing. I actually come from a medical background. I trained as a certified coder. I've done medical record releasing. I've done real estate. I've managed bars. I was a bartender for over 10 years. So I have a rich history of experience from a broad (laughs) range of whatever industry you could think of. Probably I've been there. Great. Well, it sounds like, and this definitely comes through, I think, in your work, right? So not that people that are, I guess, English experts, not that that doesn't prepare you to write well, but it sounds like I know that you are really about the creativity part of writing and the messaging part of it. And that's obviously key to writing for podcasters. Yes. I identify as a creative nonfiction writer first. 
Oh, perfect. So I, I'm not like a fiction fan. Forgive anybody who loves fiction. No knock against anybody who loves fiction. I'm personally just more of a nonfiction type of girl, but I like the creative part and I like to bring creativity into it because I think how you convey your message and get the message across matters. So I always try to work that in. We feel strongly about that ourselves, right? The message does matter. And so tell us why podcasts, Um, how did that kind of pop up into something that you're working with so, so intimately now? It was an accident, really. The best things always are, I think. It is. What I did, I was in denial about podcasts and I had this idea actually back in like the end of July, 2020, I had this idea. I was like, oh, I'm in this great business community, Impact Theory University. And I said, oh man, there's so many people here. There's over 2000 people. Nobody really knows each other. I'm meeting all these cool people. Like, what if I recorded a conversation (laughs) with these people and then shared it in the Impact Theory University community, like our Facebook group and introduce this really cool person's story and their uh, struggles to everybody else and maybe people listening can connect with these people. So one, it was a way for me to connect with people. Two, it was a way for me to practice researching and reporting because I kind of have like this weird, this weird uh, obsession with like journalism in some way. It's not official. It's just unofficial. And then um, I thought also this would give me a way to have really great content to write about. So I started doing that. I completed about 20 episodes. It was called Between the Highlights. Eventually, somebody convinced me it's a podcast. I said, no, it's not a podcast. I just want to take a recorded audio and share it. Like, that's not a podcast. This is not, (laughs) I'm not a podcaster. So I was in (laughs) denial. And he got saying, yeah, podcast. Thanks, Joey. So I started the Between the Highlights podcast, but I fell in love with the writing part of it. It was writing the blog. So with the blogs, I would write them. And it was like, I could take this conversation that I just had with this really cool person. I would go in and completely open. I just really wanted to explore this person. And it was called Between the Highlights because I don't care about your highlights. I want to know what are you doing in the trenches when the crap sucks to get you to the next highlight? Because like that's the part we're all struggling with and people don't see how to get there. So I wanted to talk about that. And then like with the blogs, it's like, okay, I can take their wisdom. I can take some takeaways from that. I can add in some rich resources, some YouTube videos. I would add TED Talks or whatever was relevant to say, this person's journey is relevant. Their message is relevant. This is how we can back it with actual context and then present it in a way where the audience can say, huh, okay, I can actually do something with this. I should be able to walk away from reading this blog and actually put something in action today. I'm all about action. It's not... Don't come to me for spiritual entertainment. I'm not your girl. So that's where I fell in love with the blogging part. And I said, you know what? I like the podcasting. I love conversations with people, obviously, but I really like the writing part. Like that's where my heart like thrives. Like I am alive. I can write for hours and I'm like, I don't even, I forget to feed my kids. If they don't say (laughs) something, they're old enough to tell me when they're hungry. But like, you know, that time can just go by. And I'm like, this is something I really enjoy. So I wanted to follow up on that. Oh, that's great. Well, it sounds like you are or you were a podcaster for sure, Mm -hmm. but it's okay. It sounds like this is feeding really a natural curiosity that you have about people, about their stories. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that 
podcasts, I think, do that for a lot of people, right? We just, we get to listen in on whatever, fill in the blank, right? Whatever the uh, subject is or the person, you know, that that story, it just gives us that ability to do that in a really kind of intimate, nice way. Yes. I like yeah. to, um, it's kind of like the fly on the wall. You can just listen to people's conversations. Absolutely. Who is it nosy that wants to like just listen <laughs> to people's conversations? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, you know, you talked about like your writing and, and obviously we've seen examples of your writing, which is quite good and, and very listener focused. In this case, it would be reader focused, right? But it's it's really focused on the really relaying the message in a way that is compelling to the reader. So tell people what you think is key when you're doing these types of summaries and notes that end up being blog posts, they end up being sometimes posts on social media, you know, the, the written component that supports the podcast itself um, is just as important. So what do you think are some key things if somebody's doing this for themselves or they're looking at hiring somebody to do that for them? What are a couple of key things that you think, you know, are, are must haves, what needs to be included? I think first and foremost is you're not talking at people. You're really speaking to someone and to their situation where they're at. And you don't know exactly which part of your conversation resonates with someone, but to speak with someone, I write in a way where it's like, if this was somebody I'm actually trying to communicate and I really like the message from this conversation, like that's the other thing. Like I really like the conversations that I listen to. It's hard if you don't like it, but when I really like the conversation that I'm listening to, I want to convey that to the person, but I want to give it to them in a way that's not just relevant for them, but I, I believe in like double-edged swords. It's like, I want this to be meaningful and impactful to the person who's reading it. Mm-hmm. But I also want to serve the podcaster because most of them have businesses. Most of them have a product, a service, a course, or something that they're promoting and pushing behind. And the podcast itself is a marketing tool. It's a vehicle for you to reach out to your audience. So if that's your if that's your angle, then when you're communicating and talking, the last thing you want to do is just talk about yourself in your summary. You don't want to talk about yourself in your show notes. Right. But you just had this incredible guest on. How do we highlight this guest? How do we make them look like the jewel, the treasure that you found? And also let this be something relevant that the person who's reading it or wants to consider listening, either they're about to consider listening to your show or they already listened to it. So either way it goes, how does this make sense to them in a way that they're like, damn, you know what? I really want to, I want to, I want to know more about this person. I want to follow them on their social media. I like this brand. I like this podcaster. I like the way they ask questions or I like what they stand for because you get their values and something about what they're about behind the messaging too. I try to think of all those things together, but definitely remembering it's just people and you want community over downloads like every time, like never just downloads. I don't need a download. I need a community to have value. And that's where your brand gets value. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. You know, we tell people often, some of our clients who are new to podcasting or certainly they're new to creating their own podcast and then the notes and so forth. We know we've hit the mark if the show notes or episode notes, blog, whatever term you want to use for that, to your point, put a real spotlight on the guests and the content that was shared and also make maybe people new want to listen and engage in some way, right? Listen, follow on social, 
the things that you mentioned. So I love that's part of your theory. Um, I couldn't agree more. So as you've been working in podcasts, and I know, you know, obviously working with the Impact Theory Group, they have, first of all, they just create an, an enormous amount of content, um, more so than probably uh, most other people in, in the uh, in the field. So what are some trends or some things that you see happening in the podcast space that our listeners and our podcasters would like to know about? One of the trends I think, is, I don't even know that it's a new trend, is to be on YouTube is the thing. Like that's, and not just to be on YouTube with just audio, if you can, but also if you can add the video. But being on YouTube, it's just a different level of engagement, I think, that you get, that gets missed on other platforms. Like the other platforms, it's like maybe you can leave a review if you're on Apple or Maybe you can just listen and I don't know, give a thumbs up or something on something else, but it's not the engagement that you get on YouTube. YouTube, you can have your people comment, you can engage and comment back to them. I like that aspect. I know everybody's like, is that really a podcast though? So I've heard those arguments too. And I'm like, who cares? You're listening to the conversation. But I think on YouTube, also the YouTube chapters, if you have a longer form content video, I think YouTube chapters are really helpful especially when you're dealing with heavy topics and conversations, like you can break down those topics and conversations and maybe people are just like, I'm really researching the crap out of the microbiome and gut issues. And you have a topic, like there's this one part of your, like I can just go right there and listen to that one specific spot. So I think the timestamps work better on YouTube. I think other trends that I see, a lot of people don't really And this isn't like a trend that I think is a great trend. A lot of the show notes that I noticed, they don't really focus on the message or the people. It's more promo for themselves, Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. their website, for themselves. It's not any content or value that I look at as as a reader or as a fan or as a listener. This says, I got anything out of this other than you want me to click here, you want me to click there, and you want me to do this. It's great. Like we know that there's marketing messages. You have to do those things. But at the same time, can you give me something? Cause I'm not getting it. Yeah. Oh no, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. I, it's so funny that you said that right before we sat down to record this, I recorded a solo episode called why your podcast should also be on YouTube. <laughs> Perfect, Simon. So, I know. it. So I'm so glad to hear you talk about that. Um, I hadn't really uh, discussed the chapters piece. So thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, I agree. That's a really powerful additional component. And uh, I love it. So it's perfect. Thank you so much for that. Now, so if somebody's out there and they're listening and they're maybe they have their own podcast, maybe they're a do-it-yourselfer type person, tell them if you don't mind, and you don't have to go into great detail, but maybe one or two things that you have found that really help you synthesize that content into a really compelling summary, because they are the ones that you've written for us and for our clients, you know, they're, they're the words from the podcaster. They're the the messages from the podcast itself, obviously, but you're putting it in a way that um, is really interesting and compelling as a standalone piece of content. So uh, what one or two things would you share to somebody who might be new to doing that or somebody who just doesn't even know where to start? I think if you're new to writing for the show notes, I think there's a different way to listen to the show. When you're playing the show back, you tend to listen a little bit differently. Listen to things that give you a reaction like that your guest says. Like if you're trying to pull quotes, oftentimes because I'm not part of the conversation, I'm listening to a conversation between two people. 
what was the thing that the guest said that made the pot, the interviewer say, Oh, like, what are those type of things? Listening to those, sometimes the conversations are hard to, to dissect, but listening to those cues alone can give you a, a really good launching pad to like go off into space with because when you get those pieces and you look at what the guest says and you look at a really good quote from the guest, from that, you can start going back through the conversation. You're like, oh, you know what? I think I can tie that quote into this over here that they said earlier. Or maybe it just, I, I don't know. Sometimes it's like reaching into the stratospheres, but usually you can find a thread between mm-hmm. something that they said that's really powerful into earlier things that they've mentioned. I'll go into the guest Instagram because some of these guests I don't really know. Right. So I'll pull up their Instagram account. I'll pull up their Facebook account and I just look at them. I'm not like researching and digging heavy into them. I just want to know a feel. I want to know what they look like. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. I just need to know what they look like. Sometimes right. it's just what is their vibe? And right. going from there, it's like, but I think if you're starting off brand new, listening for cues of what sounds interesting during the, during the conversation is a big one. I'm trying not to make this too abstract. And then the other thing is knowing what keywords are relevant to your topic. When you know what keywords are relevant to your topic, a good trick that I use, probably not a trick, but if you know what your keyword is, I'll pull up Google and I'll pull up YouTube. I start typing that keyword and I just see whatever else comes up. Because most often you see like the things that are coming up and you're like, that is, it resonates something or it gives mm-hmm. you somewhere else you can go with the, with the, content the way that you're writing it or you just enter you're like oh i typed in content strategy and when i type that up and i hit enter on youtube these are the videos that came up and these are the titles of them it gives you like when you read through the titles out loud in order it kind of starts to give you ideas that you can tie back to your content that you're actually listening to i hope that makes sense and i hope that's not too abstract no i think that was incredibly valuable thank you for that i i agree we really haven't always done this, but in the last year or so, really have started focusing on a key list of keywords for our clients to help them, especially in the beginning, right? They're subject matter experts, but it's one thing to be a subject matter expert. And it's really a slight, it's a different skill to know how people search for your subject matter information. So we try and help our podcasters link those things to- together. And what you just shared is a, a great exercise in doing that. So if people haven't done that before, that's something really easy to do and um, a great way to start framing that information together. So super smart. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. Uh, and then as far as Google, Google gives you questions. Yeah. People also ask for so when you look at what other people are asking for, if I look at a question and I heard the answer in a podcast, that's like a no-brainer. That's a home run. Yeah, absolutely. That's so smart. Now, what I'd like to also ask, because we're the sound advice company, and uh, this doesn't have to be related to your work, but it can be. I always like to ask people to share a piece of sound advice, either that you would like to impart to others, or maybe it's a piece of sound advice that has just really served you well in your life. We'd love to just hear what you would like to share with our guests today. I would say, give yourself permission to be you. Everything about you, like the the things I grew up and have spent the last couple decades thinking were the most annoying traits that I had, or I thought were the most hideous parts about me, or like the most, the worst habits, two that stick out for me is that I've often been told I'm really loud. 
which is not a lie. It's true. I am. God gave me this voice. And also that I'm super high energy. And I've tried to like calm it down. And I've tried to like make everyone else more comfortable with me by minimizing myself that way. And I just want to say I've never been happier than the day that I let that shit go. (laughs) I've been like, thank you. Like, this is such a gift. I found, I don't know, maybe it's like getting into your 40s because it's like you get to this place where it's like, you know what? If that doesn't fit for you, you don't have to be around me. I'm going to be happy and I'm going to love every part of me. And the people that like this are gravitating towards me. And we're just giving this energy back and forth. And it's just incredible. That's my sound advice. That is fantastic sound advice. I couldn't agree more. And nothing else needs to be added to that. That's beautiful. So before we wrap up and get out of here, I would love for you to just tell the listener uh, how they can connect with you, the best way to get in touch with you if they have questions for you or they'd like to talk to you about the work that you do, where can they find you? You can contact me through my website. It's www.thewrittenpodcastagency.com. You can find me on Instagram, Delia.say. Delia.say. What? Delia say what? Um, I'm on Instagram. Yeah. And my website, you can actually like actually book a uh, call with me. I love to meet people. I love to connect. It doesn't have to be, you know, let's close a deal today type of thing. But if you want to just have a conversation, I also like mentoring startups and other people that are in business. So I think brainstorms are really good. And sometimes you just need to have a conversation with people. And if there's anything I can share with somebody to help them elevate, I'm all for it. I'm not holding anything back from anyone. People shared with me. So I think I have an obligation to share with people. Oh, well, you guys heard it. Uh, That was super generous. So there's several ways to reach her. We will also um, put this in our uh, nice episode summary where we write um, about all of this conversation at soundadvicestrategies.com forward slash podcast. You can find uh, Delia's episode. We will definitely link to your website, link to your Instagram account and so forth. And I just want to say, Thank you so much. I know we could probably get into detail. We'll have to have you come back where we can really, I think, dive into the YouTube strategy because I do Mm -hmm. think that that's something that would really be helpful. So we'll put a pin in that. But uh, thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing all of the great information. And thank you for being uh, such a, a help for the Sound Advice team. We've really enjoyed working with you so far and we look for that uh, this collaboration to continue long into the future. I appreciate it. Thank you, Phyllis. All right. Have a good one. That's our wrap for this episode. We hope you found today's sound advice helpful. Let us know what you think by leaving us a review. You can get more resources at podcastsoundadvice.com. Until next time. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.